Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. So today, we are going to talk about, on this very exciting podcast, uh, we're going to talk about major and minor chords. So it's going to be fairly short because I know I've taken up a lot of time in some of the last podcasts that I've been doing. Some of them I noticed, I think a couple even went over 30 minutes. And really my goal here is to try try to keep it around 15. Uh, My goal is Monday morning, you should be able to commute to work, listen to the podcast, be invigorated to go go songwrite that week. And uh, hopefully for it to start your Monday off well and start your week off well. Um, so today we're just going to go over major and minor chords and what they are and what they're made of and the difference between them. And next week is going to also be fairly short, except that time we're going to tackle augmented chords and diminished chords. So you've probably heard of chords and harmony, but you might not know exactly what major and minor chords are. So what, what makes those two different? And the short answer is they both have a perfect first and a perfect fifth. So they both have that. They have a perfect first and a perfect fifth. So for example, for a C chord, it would have a C and a G. So both have this, whether C minor or C major. The only difference is the third. So a major chord has a perfect first, a major third, and a perfect fifth. And then a minor chord has a perfect first, a minor third, and a perfect fifth. It's the only difference. So the first and the fifth are the exact same, um, but the third goes down one semitone from a major third interval to a minor third. So the only difference is that third. So uh, one way to think of it is obviously the way that I just described it, which is that major third versus minor third. And if you haven't heard it, I would recommend going going back a couple podcasts and listening to um, the podcast that is out on intervals. <clears throat> that will be very helpful for you. Although I am going to go briefly over what exactly major third and minor third mean again um, in a little bit. And um, the other simpler way is when you think of a minor third, it's a major third that just has the third flattened. In other words, the third is just down one semitone. It's down one half note. Uh, Or another way is down exactly one key on a piano or one fret on a guitar. So here's the longer answer that's slightly more informative. So major and minor chords and augmented and diminished for that matter, they're all, they're all something called a triad. So a triad, a triad is sort of the heart of, of a chord. Now, not all chords are triads by any means. Um, but triads are very much the, the base of, of chord structure that, that we have, especially in, in Western music. It's, we're very often working off of these triads. 
And a triad is really just a set of three notes that can be stacked in thirds. Um, so in other words, it's where the first note to the second note in the chord is a type of third. And then that second note to the third note in the chord is another type of third. Or another way to look at this is the distance between the first and second note is a type of third, and the distance between the first and the third note in the chord is a type of fifth. So that's really all, all a triad is. So it's basically a first, a third, and a fifth. Now how we get different types of chords are by changing the quality of the interval, as the numbers will stay the same. So if you remember, if you've listened to it, um, the interval podcast, we talk about how an interval is basically made up of two things. The number, which is like third, fifth, seventh, um, sixth, and the quality, which is major, minor, perfect, diminished, or augmented. So the quality is what's going to change with these triads. The numbers are going to be the same. So it's going to be a first, a third, and a fifth with these triads. Um, so for, for major chords, major triads, minor, augmented, and diminished, all of them have a first, a third, and a fifth. We're only going to be changing qualities of them. And before you just assume that because a major chord has a major third and a minor chord has a minor third, an augmented chord does not have an augmented third. It does not have that. That is not how we do that. Um, so you'll have to tune in next week to uh, find out what those are. Um, so a triad, if you look at a sheet of music, and for this I do recommend I always put the accompanying blog post in the show notes. Um, it's one of the first links on there. And I, I highly recommend going to it for this uh, just to see this picture. But it, uh, if you're familiar at all with um, music notation, a triad always is something where, like, if one note is on a line, then the next note is on the next line, and the next note is on that next line. Or if the first note is between two lines, the next one will be the next slot between two lines, and then the next slot between two lines. So triad will always look like that. The only things that are going to change are the um, sharps and flats and all that on them. So for both major and minor chords, or triads, we always have that first and a perfect fifth. So this. It's simply the note in the middle, the third, that's different. So, also, we went over this um, on our podcast on intervals, but a major third is four semitones from the root note. And again, to refresh, a semitone is the smallest interval that we have in Western music. A semitone and a half note are the same thing. Half step, sorry. Not a half note, <laughs> half step. Um, and for frame of reference of what a semitone or a half step are, it's like going up one fret on a guitar or going to the next piano note. Now, when I say next piano note, I don't mean just the white keys. I mean, whatever the next note is, whichever one is, is, is up by, uh, by, a, a semitone. So whichever one is next. 
So those are all semitones. So between a first and a, so for a major third, that's four semitones. And for a minor third is three semitones. So that's always one way to figure it out. So, so to go back to our, our, uh, let's do the minor chord first. We have this, we'll use C. So we have C and then one semitone to a C sharp, another semitone to a D and then another semitone, which is the third one to an E flat or a D sharp. Um, so that is the third we know we have because we counted up one, two, three notes, three semitones for that minor third. That's our minor third. And then of course we still have the perfect fifth. So, um, for a major chord, we just raise that third. It's four semitones. So C, C sharp is one semitone, D, D sharp or E flat, and then E. So that's our major third at the fifth, and now you have your major chord. And then perfect fifths are always seven semitones away from the root. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And both major and minor chords again have that perfect fifth. So now you'll notice that for the C minor chord that I just went over, so we have the C and a G, that's your fifth. Um, and you'll remember I went up to what I called D sharp or E flat, um, which is the same note, D sharp and E flat are the same. Um, that's our third, that's our minor third. Now, because we know that a triad is always, always, always a first, a third, and a fifth, we are, because of that, we are going to refer to this as an E flat because we know that there needs to be a first, which is C, and then a third from C can't be a D, right? A D would be a second because D comes right after C. So it has to be some sort of E. So we're going to refer to it as an E flat, not a D sharp just because we know that we have a first, a third, and a fifth. So we're going to refer to that third as an E flat, because a D sharp um, is a form of second, even though technically it is the exact same note. It's just how we look at it. It's how we reference it. And we'll, we'll get a little bit more in, into that later uh, as we get a little more into the weeds of music theory and, and, and really drill deeper. But for today, I, wanted, I said I wanted to keep it short, so that's all I have for you. And next week, I don't usually talk about what next week's going to be, but because it's sort of a two-part series, uh, next week is going to be going over Augmented and Diminished, um, which are a little less prevalent, but still useful for sure to know. And, um, so since there is, this has been so short, um, 
I also will take this time to let you know that I'm going to be coming out with another free guide really soon, and it's going to be on music theory, because I've noticed that the music theory podcasts are the most popular so far, to the point that I believe all five of, like, my top five most downloaded podcasts are all music theory ones, or it's something where, like, um... Four of the five are music theory, and then the sixth one is also music theory, um, but the fifth one is, uh, I don't know, something like lyric writing. Um, but there's there's been a pretty clear leaning towards um, everybody wanting to learn about music theory. So because of that, I'm going to do this guide on music theory, so I'm going to try to really put all of these bits of music theory that that I've I've given you guys in the podcast and that I'm going to be giving you. Um, and really put it together in one really nice um, sort of long ebook that's that's going to be all in one place for you, um, and with nice pictures and everything. So that that is a project that's going to be coming up soon. So look look for that. And if you haven't, um, please um, s- subscribe to this podcast and and give it a share. Share it with somebody that you know will find it useful. And be sure to leave a review as well. And if you don't want to leave a review because you have more negative things than positive things to say, then uh, shoot me an email. Um, my email is just joseph at songwritertheory.com. And also shoot me an email if you specifically want me to talk about and anything music theory and uh, music and songwriting and lyric writing and all of that stuff. Or creativity, creativity in general. Um, just shoot me an email and I would be happy to talk about that because I'm here to help you out. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.